You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about James L. Brooks's As Good As It Gets. You no trouble. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Yes, I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit or your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mr. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Simpsons mogul James L. Brooks. That oh, that's true. Oh, one of them, Matt Gr- Matt Gr- Groening. Matt Groening. Yeah, Gr- is it Groening? Groening? Growling? Growling? What? What is it? I don't know what it is. Billionaire. <laughs> yeah, you make the Simpsons. Oh, it's streaming on Disney Plus. What's not streaming on Disney Plus? Anything we shot. <laughs> oh, 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 sick burn. Ow, I'm dying here. <laughs> And on that burn note, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. We're your host, I'm Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, Mr. Jeremy Benson. Hey. Happy 2020, buddy. How can I be happy after what he just said? <laughs> We've still got time. It's just Disney. We have plenty of time to sell our souls. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? Happy New Year. Oh, man, I'm doing, I'm doing good, doing good. How you? Yeah, 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 yeah. It is a good New Year, right? Yeah, man, it's good. It's I'm like, a little drunk. I'm ready to do it. It's like super futuristic, right? This is kind of like awesome. Oh, did I, in my car. Did I tell y'all my super futuristic conversation Cal- Cal- with the guy at uh, Five Below? No, no. Um, just to make sure I get this right, I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> what is this? What? I have no idea. This is a podcast exclusive. Some sci-fi story. With... No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Just, edit, you can cut it out if you don't edit, like it. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was at Five Below, right? Store What's five below? It's a store where everything costs five dollars or below. Where is this? All over the place. I've never seen one. Um, so I'm stepping up to the counter, right? And the five five guy below guy says, "Happy New Year! What's your New Year's resolution?" I said, "Eh, make it through another one, I guess." He laughed and he goes, "I know 2020 sounds so futuristic, right?" And I went, "Yeah, I know. I can remember when Back to the Future came out, and it was like 2015 is so far away." And he goes, yeah, think about how I feel. I was born in 1996. And I kind of stopped for a second and laughed. And I went, 1996, huh? And he goes, yep, let me tell you, buddy, time flies by. I, went, I, I know, that's the year I graduated high school. <laughs> and he goes, what year? 1996. And he goes, no, that's the year I was born. And I went, 
Yeah, I know. While you were in the birthing process of coming into the world, <laughs> I was in the process of graduating high school and meeting the world. And he's like, oh, sir, I, psh, sorry, I didn't mean to, I didn't think, you, you're not that old, sir. <laughs> Suddenly everything is sir. Awkward. I know. Good sir, good sir, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, no big deal. He goes, oh, sir, I mean, I, I, I wasn't trying to say you were old. I know, man, I, I'm cool. You mean to help you take your groceries out to your car? He sir. said, well, sir? sir, I just didn't want you to beat yourself up. I didn't want it to come off as awkward. I was like, look, man, I'm fine. Too late. Apparently, I look better than all the people you hung out with that were born in the year I graduated high school. <laughs> so, I'm good. I graduated from Mississippi. And I need to see your manager. <laughs> so, that was my awkward New Year's conversation. We may have to take you to get your eyes checked. <laughs> He's like, and, and then you he, you point at him, and you point back at yourself, and you go, "This is as good as it gets." Oh, brother! Which was a year later when it came out, <laughs> nineteen ninety seven. Good year, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, Helen Hunt was thirty two years old. Was she only thirty two years old when looked, she made this? Yeah, I looked it up. Really? Yeah, I was looking at her, going, "I was like, how old is she?" She does look damn good. She looks damn good, but she does look older than that. I wonder if they did. She's only thirty two. Wonder if they made her up a little. Because I, I know they gave her some bags under the eyes because her character's supposed to look like she hadn't slept. Um, but yeah, I wonder if they added some wrinkles and stuff as well. I don't know. She was pretty fine. Digitally aged her. That side boob shot when she's in the tub, <laughs> when he's like, hold it, I gotta draw you. And she's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, please, I, I really need this. I haven't done this in a couple months. She's like, okay, well, here you need to look at my crack in my ass. And she pulls the, she pulls the towel down. You can see the crack of her ass and her side boob. Excellent. There's a lot of PG-13 side boob going on in 1997. Because this was the year of Titanic. Also. Titanic. PG-13 girl, naked girl being drawn. Hunting. Is, there, is there somebody being nakedly drawn in that? In no, what? I'm just saying it's the same year. Oh, it is the same year as Good Will Hunting. And L.A. Confidential. Mm -hmm. And Jackie Brown, which we've talked about before. A lot of good movies that year, yeah, man. Damn it was good a, movie. Yeah, it was, it was a that, good year. That was, that was a hell of a year. I like all those films. How many of those films do you think would be released today? Not this one at this budget. $50 million to make this movie. Does not feel like a $50 million movie. Well, yeah. I'm, I don't know, man. You got Jack Nicholson in it. That's fucking... You know, you're gonna... You're, you're gonna, gonna pay for him. Yeah. How much money did he make out of that? Probably 50. <laughs> <laughs> they made the movie for yeah, nothing. He's like, just, get, the rest just get it done. <laughs> Everybody just wanted to work with Jack Nicholson for... Like, we like, got I Jack. I'm doing it for free. I wanted for the experience of working with Nicholson. I, I read a uh, an interview. Uh, it was like a twenty year interview with uh, with the director, and he was talking about how Jack was having trouble getting into character. And uh, there was one day they like just sent everybody home, and they still had like time to shoot, which you never do. And they sat at the location and just talked for like three hours, just like working out the character. And then the next day came back in, and he was he was on. That's nuts. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Spielberg, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, I read an interview with them. They were saying that the the $50 million budget movie that ends up being something you remember and classic is what's going to get hurt from this tentpole-type tent studio mentality of putting out the big like superhero movies and... The one that's going to get neglected is you'll always have your low budget like horror films that make money, but the middle grade fifty million dollar take a chance on it movie. They'll do this movie now. It's just only ten million dollars, you know, in that range. 
You could do this movie for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, though. Do you see, like, that many romantic comedies with stars anymore, even, that are released theatrically? Like, I feel like... Helen Hunt... Well, they, I mean, like, they're small on budget because they go to Netflix, right? Yeah, but, like, you know... Uh, the only really big star was Jack Nicholson. Helen Hunt was coming off of like a uh, like a mad about you, mad about you. Okay, it's yeah. TV. And then Greg Kinnear has done almost nothing at the time. Well, hold up, she was also in Twister, which was a huge hit like two years before. Okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah I so, think you're forgetting how big of a star Jack Nicholson was at this time. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. He he is, but the other two, you know, Greg Kinnear was like what was he, he was he was a talk show host at that point. Yeah, he, he, he did uh, he did uh, talk yet? soup. And then um, he, had, I think he had done one small role in in a film or something before that. Oh, he'd done another. I think something small, some but it, but it, it definitely wasn't what he was stepping into. You know, a bit such a big role. Yeah, this is the first time I'd ever seen him. Yeah. Oh, actually, that's not true. Sabrina, the remake of that with Harrison Ford and uh, Julie Omar. Is he in that? He's in that. Okay. He's the he's Harrison Ford's uh, like little shithead rich boy brother. Okay, I totally don't remember him in that, but I see that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. He usually either plays like a guy with a, a heart of gold or just a really slimy, sleazy douche. <laughs> he does both of those really well. He's good in this. I like him in The Gift, too. Jack was great in this. Oh, Jack's excellent in this. Can you think of a movie with Jack Nicholson where he was bad? Uh, Batman. Batman. <laughs> what? <laughs> For real? You thought he was bad in that? No, I was joking. No, no, no. Get it? <laughs> <sighs> Damn it. Set that one up. <laughs> it's a dead pun if I've ever heard it. No. It's a slow burn one too. Ah, oh, the best. Um yeah, I've never seen him where I've I'm like, eh, I don't I don't I don't like him in this or I didn't think he did a good job. Even when I don't care much for the movies, I always always like him. He 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 he's a he does a really good job of and I think we've talked about this before, where like some Big Hollywood actors, when you're watching them in a movie, you're just like, oh, that's Tom Cruise being Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Jack Nicholson has a way of, it's Jack Nicholson, but at the same time, while you're watching the movie, he's the character. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think the layer of uh, OCD helped hide him into the character, if that makes sense. I think it like, you know, that, that it, it kind of pushed it beyond him just being him, his normal self. And uh, I think also, actually in that interview that I read, it said that, 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 that was the hardest part with him trying to find the characters because there was no winking at the camera going, yeah, I, I'm not really fucked up, you know, you know, it's, it's like, you know, they actually allowed him to be, um, open and, and you know, uh, vulnerable enough to, you know, that he's broken. I, I, I do like all those little touches that they give like with the doorknob and he can't walk on the cracks and oh, or like after she shows up and she's like, I'm never ever going to sleep with you ever. And then he's like, okay, okay, cool. And then she like fucking leaves. And then he, he wakes up the next morning and he's like, I'm never going to fucking sleep. <laughs> he, like, he, he's, like, he's like, he's putting his slippers on, but he's like, he has to like touch toes over the top of it, you know, and then slip in and get to put his foot over the other side. And he's like, you know, do these little taps. Yeah. It's, it's a nice like thing. That. Yeah. It is a I nice like thing a for, for Jack Nicholson to get lost into. It, it's, it's good because you got a nice, like, it's an external thing, uh, that an actor can do with props to help help show that they're growing too, because he forgets to do these like the like locking oh, the door. That's the biggest thing at the end of the movie when he's going to go tell her, you know, that he loves her. When when um, like, uh, Greg Kinnear's like he's like, you know, you got to fucking tell her. You got to do the, you got to do the crazy thing. You got to run to her. You got to fucking tell her that you love her. And and like he's like, oh my god, do you not know how lucky you are. He's, he's, he's like, I wish I had that. I wish because you know who, you know who it is. You know the one you love. 
Great that's moment. a good speech. That's yeah, great. That, that's a good I, I think my, one of my favorite parts of that scene is when Jack Nicholson tells him, you're not helping. And he's like, oh, I don't remember exactly the line. He says something, then Jack goes, let me think on it for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> like He totally doesn't want to face this problem, but. I'm drowning here. <laughs> well, wait, well, he, he's he's all about pushing things away. Even like when when they're at the they're having dinner or whatever, and she's like, just just ask me or whatever. And he's like, no, no, she's she's like, I want a compliment. And and he's like, he's like, oh, well, that's great because it's set up by that insult where he's all pissed because he has to get the jacket. Yeah, and they're like, he's like, they made me buy a whole new suit, and you're in here in a house dress. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he's all about throwing that shit. Yeah, but she's like, I, she's like, I want a compliment. And he's like, well, he's like, well, let me order first. But then he doesn't wait for the waiter to come over. He goes, hey, he yells across the fucking restaurant. He throws the order across the restaurant. And, and then he's like, okay, now that's over with. All right. <laughs> now well, we can it, get to the business. <laughs> it's interesting, too, because you start seeing, like, why he's the way he is at the beginning of the movie. Like, he's created this separation between him and the world because he doesn't know how to interact with the world. Right. It also seems like he's been hurt before. Yeah. Uh, but they never like they never give you anything. It's just kind of like, well, he's an older guy and he's lived through life. Because like when he loses the dog, he says there's a line of dialogue where he says something like, "This is why I can't ever get attached or why you can't you know fall in love." He's like, he's like over an ugly dog. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. But to me, it totally comes across like he's this you know older guy that doesn't interact with the world well, and that has gone bad for him before. So it's safer for him to put up these walls and just insult everybody. Right. So the, he, the only person he has to deal with is himself. And then throughout the movie, we, we're pulling those layers down and making him face the world. And this, you know, that great scene where he's like, let me order first. And he doesn't know how to just, he just screams it across. <laughs> and then I'll the, tell your server. Yeah, <laughs> gives her like the best compliment ever. Oh, it's and great, even at yeah. first, she doesn't like. She doesn't get the compliment. You make me want to be. He's like a better man. I wanted to take my pill the next day, and she's like, "I'm not seeing how this." And he's like, <sighs> "Yeah, spell it out for you." Why do I got to dig so deep to explain things to you? Hold on, let me let me get the eyebrows arched here when I tell you this. Uh, Dude, when when she's like at the table and she's already drinking and stuff, and then like it cuts to him and he's like smiling at her, he's so creepy looking. Like, <laughs> well, he doesn't do a lot of creepy things in the movie, and I mean, Helen Hunt's character calls him out constantly. But she's I, like, you know, you're being weird. Yeah, you're, which you're is great. Creep. Well, no, that is one thing that I do like about the movie. Like, he's an asshole, and a lot of other movies I think that are weak. Your main character that you're supposed to root for and like, they're an asshole, but. There's not a lot of people that call him out for their shit. Like in Tom Cruise films during the 80s, Tom Cruise will be an asshole the entire movie and nobody calls him out on it. It's because and, he's the cool asshole. And like something happens where he gets down on his luck and he just learns to be a nice guy. Right. But right. in this movie, like Jack Nicholson's an asshole and everybody calls him out on his bullshit. Yeah. And if they don't, it's because they're afraid as fuck. Because he's rich. <laughs> because he's like big or scary. And I, I like that because it puts him in awkward situations where... When characters do call him out, he has to deal with it. Yeah, and I love and he when doesn't he, know how to, and right. that makes it so funny. When he it's starts doing writing. like nice things, it's always for selfish reasons. Like, oh, no doubt. Why did you help me? Because I need you here to serve me my breakfast. <laughs> but this time watching it, weirdo, uh, I, I noticed that like her character is really close to his character as far as like they're they're kind of the same. Like she she'll like. Um, 
lash out first and then realize that she's done something wrong and then like, you know, kind of recant kind of how he does. They kind of had the same personalities in, in a way to how they react to things. <clears throat> like they're like, a match made in heaven. Well, I guess so. Like, you know, she, she lives for her, her kid. You know, she's like, you know, bottled up into that world, never steps out. He's bottled up into his world and his neurosis and all that. I mean, they're basically kind of the same character a little yeah. bit. It's, I mean, it's, she's, it's interesting. She's a nicer person. Oh, yeah. She's totally. <laughs> well, he, he's 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 like um, she he, knows he, how to interact with the world. He's got a hard crust, but he's he, he's nice on the inside. You know, he's gooey gooey. He's got that gooey center. Yeah, he's got that gooey center. Well, it's that, you know, it's that play on <laughs> life's dealt them both a, a tough hand to deal with. Right. So he has to hire Egon to... <laughs> oh, man, there's a bunch of director uh, cameos. Uh, Shane Black is the restaurant owner yeah. that threatened to kick, uh, kick him out. And Lawrence Kasdan is the therapist. And there was a bunch of connections in this movie. The DP, um, John Bailey, shot a bunch of, bunch of Lawrence Kasdan movies like Silverado. And he was also the president of the Academy Awards like last year. Wow. Right? It's All these people are connected, man. And like James Brooks, like does that motherfucker make a movie without Jack Nicholson? No. He's only made six movies. Fight for fucking for real. I look, like he's only directed six films. Let's see: Terms of Endearment, Broadcast News, How Do You Feel, Spanglish, As Good as It Gets. What, what's, what's, what's the other one? It's right behind you. Ah oh, man, we gotta yeah. look this guy. I, I don't know what the other one is. I it's crazy seen the... that he's. Yeah, you know, I guess The Simpsons just takes up the majority of his time. But uh, well, he also writes and produces. Yeah, all this stuff, that's just too. weird. Like, but all every single one of his movies that he's directed are really. I always solid remember movies. the making of on this. Where they were complaining that he's laughing through takes while they're shooting. I'll do anything. Yeah, I, I've never seen I'll do anything. I Matthew Modine. Mm-mm. Nick Nolte. God damn it. Oh, that's not that's not <laughs> Matthew Modine. That is Nick Nolte. Oh, my God, bro. It's Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte looks young as shit in 94. I'll do anything. Damn, look out. Look at, look at Nick <laughs> Nolte in 94, man. Looking good, dude. But he still had the gravelly voice. Oh, well. Well. That's iconic, man. Come on. Fucking Nick Nolte. Look at that. Mm. I'll do anything. I've never seen that. I need to put that in my uh We'll, we'll do a uh, we'll do a James L. Brooks month and do the other four. <laughs> it, it is the lowest uh lowest rated of all his movies. <clears throat> I didn't care much for Spanglish. I like that movie. You like that? Yeah. That's my least favorite is that I've seen. Obviously I haven't seen the yeah. Terms of Endearment is so fucking good, man. I, I remember I remember watching Spanglish. I remember thinking it wasn't as good as as good as it gets. No, it's not very good. And the, the last one he did after that, uh, How Do You Feel? I think that was the last movie Jack Nicholson did. It's got like Paul Rudd and I haven't seen it. Reese Witherspoon. I'll let you borrow it. I got it on Blu-ray. Hmm. It's a, you can pick it up at Best Buy for like fucking four ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Jack ever plans on doing anything again. No, man. I heard he's, uh, there's rumors anyway. He's, he's got dementia. Oh, man. Or Alzheimer's or something like that. So, yeah, we're never going to see him or Sean Connery, I think, on, on screen again. It seems like those guys are... You trying to make me cry? Is man. that what you're doing right now, Brian? You trying to fuck with me? Hey, man. No, we just got to <laughs> share the love while they're still with us. No, no. We, we we can digitally put them in there, man. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> two flew over a cuckoo's nest. Part two. <laughs> the second cuckoo's nest. Just Wait, you tell me he clear. didn't die at the end? <laughs> like he? No, man. It's going to be a, a, a catatonic uh, Jack Nicholson. He's like brain dead. <laughs> no one's ever really gone. <laughs> Force ghost nurse, nurse, nurse ratchet. Nurse ratchet. <laughs> oh, man. 
This was the last movie to win uh, both the, uh, the Oscar for Best Actor and Best Actress. Oh, really? That was That's pretty, pretty cool. badass. And, and yeah. Best Supporting Actor was nominated. Um, Lost yeah. to Robin Williams. I, I give it that. You know, holy shit. That Robin Williams performance in Good Will Hunting is excellent. I think that's so, the best thing he's probably ever done. Yeah. So, next to one hour photo. <laughs> God damn it, damn it. <laughs> or Final Cut. Holy shit. I like that one, too. Yeah, I, actually like that. I actually kind of like Final Cut from what I remember. I just love that it's scene in while. one hour photo where he goes in and takes a shit in their fucking... T- <laughs> he's like just like in these people's houses. Like, man. God. Okay, yeah. Uh, and the other, the other movies that did it before, as good as it gets, to win Best Actor and Best Actress for the same movie was... Uh, it happened one night. One flew over a cuckoo's nest. With him? Yeah. No shit. And uh, that actress that played Nurse Ratchet. Yeah. She no way. Won. Network, Coming Home, On Golden Pond, and of course, Silence of the Lambs. Jack did it twice. That's insane. Yeah, that's true. No, he, he deserves his dementia. He can have it. He's good. <laughs> he, he did well. No one deserves dementia. I'm sorry. <laughs> he can go off in his own world and, you know. <laughs> Well, he, you know, the, the, bro. Look, Jack Nicholson was already in his own little world, bro. Way before that, that dude got so rich. Oh, like so well respected, like so quick. I mean, no, oh, granted, he was working for a long time. He did all those Roger Corman movies in the in the fifties. Yeah, but yeah, after Easy Rider, they kind of. I watched the um his his Oscar speech for this. And I think it's it, when he's walking up, he's like, Jack Nicholson has been nominated 14 times or some shit. I was like, oh, my God. Did you see how he walked up on stage? And he started like kind of like goose step and dancing and shit. Well, yeah. no, he wasn't. He was he was missing the cracks on the stage. He was walking oh, up that's on what he was character. Doing. OK, yeah, yeah. I thought that was I thought great. He was just dancing. But no, you're, you're right. Which speech is I don't know which one. Mm-hmm. It, one of the he won an award for something, but. He didn't have a speech prepared, so he had Robin Williams give the speech. Oh, that was some Lifetime Achievement uh, gala or something. That was hilarious. I haven't seen that. I think it was like Jack was drunk or high or something. Oh, yeah. And he didn't want to talk, so Robin Williams came up there and started... Did he do it in his Jack voice? He does for a little <laughs> bit. Not the whole thing. Because you can tell he had no idea this was going to happen. And Jack's just like... I don't have a speech, and I'm totally blasted. <laughs> he's, like, very open about it. He's like, so, Robin, give my speech. And Robin goes, and it's so funny. And then they start interrupting each other oh, and great. playing on. It's great. You guys hear about the uh, the David Spade, like, uh, Jack Nicholson stole David Spade's girlfriend? No, but that's amazing. It, apparently, they were at a party, and uh, David Spade was uh, dating Laura Flynn, Flynn Boyle. And, uh, anyway, David Spade was smoking some weed with Jack Nicholson. And uh, Jack Nicholson just leaned over to him and was like, hey, uh, David, I think I'm going to ask your girl out. <laughs> and he was like, what? For real? Yeah, buddy. And then <laughs> he was like, okay, all right, Jack, okay. And he did. And he dated her for like, what, six years, five that, years, something like that? That's insane. Jack Nicholson. Baller. Never been married. That's Didn't crazy. have to be. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. He's probably got some kids out there. Maybe I found it. We'll watch it on the on the break. Um, I do like when Greg Kinnear like makes fun of his voice. I am dying here <laughs> when he has his little heart to heart with him. Greg Kinnear was really good in this, dude. Like that whole like you you really see how good of an actor he is uh, acting in the eyes, you know. And there's this moment screen where, acting, yeah, yeah, big time. And uh, when um, who's the guy who who he was being the subject the painting 
what's his name? Skeet Ulrich. Skeet Ulrich. He comes in and the kids buddies are in there ransacking the house. And Jamie then, Kennedy. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That is Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> the screen yeah. reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny, dude. Anyway, so they're like ransacking the house, and then like Greg Kinnear goes in, and then he like uh, and the ski like he 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 stopped to look at the painting, and he's like, oh my god, this is like really amazing, and he comes back in, he's like, no, 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 wait, and when he turns around, the look that he gives him, this like betrayal, he's like, why why are you doing this, dude? That whole scene is just like. Is super badass. Yeah, because they they take time to give the actors in the edit like the everybody edit, right? has yeah, yeah everybody has time to react to, to everyone and we see everyone's reaction. Everybody gets their own little close up in that movie, in that moment, and it, that's I don't know that's good. It, you know, it's worth the screen time in in scenes like that. They actually took the time to let you emotionally see what's. And then they tear him up. <laughs> I mean, even in the scene where he goes over to confront Jack Nicholson. And he knocks on the door. Don't ever knock on my door again. Scene. Oh, that's great. The as Jack's explaining, I work at home, and do you? And he's like, at first he goes through like, I understand why this guy's mad, and then he suddenly realizes this guy is just being a jerk. I like the look in his face, you can is changing as the as his reactions yeah. going on is so good. He's so good. I thought that was the name of that colored man. Uh, which color would that be, sir? <laughs> I love that man. He, he is instantly like, brings him over. He's like, "Come here, yeah. hold on a minute." Yeah, like, <laughs> well, Jack even like answers, and, and then what, as Cuba gets closer to him, he starts backing up. He's like, "Oh shit!" What, <laughs> what does Jack say? Like, oh, I forget what he, so what he says. He does like a voice, and he's like something Doc Mahogany or no, something no, like like molasses. That's like it, molasses. molasses. <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. just comes over there and gives him the eye. Like, what the fuck did you just? say <laughs> he starts stepping back that was uh that was priceless i really uh really enjoyed that <laughs> definitely wouldn't get away with as many fudge packers oh and they, they drop in they he he called well, him a fag and like all this stuff in this it was like I really think, hardcore but i think that's appropriate because like in this movie him being an asshole I, like i said it, it really helps the awkward comedy for the apology later because you squirm when he's squirming, because you're just like, dude, this is so fucking awkward, man. <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't believe you got yourself into this situation. Like, even when he's like, after he's given the girl the compliment, and she's, you know, uh, they're in the restaurant, and she, Helen Hunt's like, oh, why did you want me to come with you? And then, dude, he, he just... She's like, just ask me, I'll say yes. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> dude, yeah, she's like begging for him. She's like, please be a nice guy so I can sleep with you, motherfucker, please. And he's like, well, you know, I thought maybe you and the gay guy can get together. <laughs> maybe you can turn him straight or, I don't know, maybe, maybe we can have a threesome. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> and of course she flips out and leaves. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, it's just, it's so awkward. And it's just like, why would you, why would you say that? Because he's so afraid to face the world. Oh, so oh, it's like, so painful to watch. And then his his realization because he's not instant on it. And his realization he's like sitting in a bar and he's like talking to the barkeep and he's like he's like the lowest form of life form slinging the last legal drug. He's like, oh, what a dick. <laughs> he's just looking at it. I could be, no, he's like I could be sleeping with a you know in bed sleeping with a woman right now, man. Oh man, uh, the script is really good, very well written. 
Oh, a lot of good jokes. I love the look on her face at the finale when she's like, I can't. Like, we can't. And he's like, let me talk. <laughs> you got to let me get this let out. Let me talk. And he says the, the whole thing about nobody realizes how great you are when you're serving them their bacon. Right. But I feel special because I realize it. Yeah. The look in her face is Oh, it's priceless. so badass. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, Helen Hunt did a great job, man. I, the go toe-to-toe with Jack Nicholson like that. It's pretty impressive. Well, there's a lot of reactionary scenes that are really excellent. Like when when Greg Kinnear's in the fucking um, he's in the hospital, and then the, the his like they, they come in and they're like telling he's got his boyfriend there, and then that woman who's really annoying and everything she does. <laughs> Who's that girl? Oh, uh, Lisa, uh, Lisa Simpson, uh, Yardley, yeah. Yardley, what's her name? Anyways, I forget what her name it, is, like, it's, uh, or something. I was, I was in that interview I was reading, they said that the, that wasn't initially supposed to be played as comedy. That was just going to be a scene. And, but they, they were like, why don't we, it, it, the, the film just evolved like that as they were shooting it. And they started looking at, at, at the dailies and they were like, I think we have a romantic comedy on our hands. Which blows my mind. Like, how the fuck was this movie not a romantic comedy? How, how do you find that while you're shooting? Well, because like I said, they, 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 like that one scene right there where it plays as comedy where they're like, you know, he's like, he's like, okay. I, he's like, I haven't seen myself. I'm just going to gauge it off your reactions. And they're like, oh my God. And they're crying and shit and he's like oh my god i can see that scene yeah. You know, like yeah how it's funny because it, it's almost you're playing with like morbid black humor there but right how do you how do you make this not a love story how was this and like because the title was supposed to be like old friends old what? friends yeah that was the original Terrible name uh before james uh brooks bought it and Who rewrote the old it. friends i think it was the three main characters greg kinnear and oh, uh, they become old Jack friends Nicholson and helen hunt's characters they they bond Melvin K- K- Carroll and what was Greg Kinnear's character? I, I keep skipping over and I can't remember his name. Frank? No, that was the agent. That was Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character. He was Frank Simon. That's what it was. Oh, Simon the Fag. Yes, he's like he's like, and this is Simon the Fag. <laughs> and like she's like, hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> what an asshole. I love all the stuff in the car though. Like, uh, there's so much good stuff, man. Yeah, there yeah. is. Yeah, because I like when she pulls over and li- listens to the story. Oh, she's like, okay, no, 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 I need to get every little bit of it. And like he and Jack Nicholson cannot handle it. He's like, holy shit. He's like, you think this is bad? Like, <laughs> he's trying to be a total story topper. He's like, what? Oh, wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> Let me tell you what I, you kids today, what we had to go through. I was locked in a closet and whooped for five years. <laughs> the whole time he's back there. Well, it's, just, it's, yeah. it's, he's jealous. Yeah, he's totally jealous. Oh, yeah. He wants her attention. I, I yeah, because even when she kisses uh, Greg Kinnear's character for a she second, she keeps kissing him, and like I think she is she kissing him. Just is she fucking with him? Yes, she's just blatantly. She knows. Oh that yeah, that's at that point because him. that was after the restaurant scene. So yeah. she's she's kissing him just because like yeah, she spent the night in his hotel room. So he's like, "Did you fuck her? <laughs> Did you?" He's like, oh, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were still here." <laughs> Did you fuck her? <laughs> <laughs> No, he gave she gave, he gave me more. We cuddled. <laughs> oh, that is the way. Mm. That's that scene where I was telling you that um, I saw a, a interview with Greg Kinnear back in that era, where he said he was tra- he was um, explaining why he thinks he didn't get the Oscar, and he said it comes down to that one scene where Jack bumps uh, runs in and he's like eating breakfast, and then he. Uh, picks up some food with a fo- with a fork, and then he's holding a piece of toast in his hand, and he like eats from the toast instead of the fork. He's like, "Why would I stab something and not eat that 
he's like, that's why that's my, that's where my performance fell apart right there. He said, that doesn't make any sense. Wow. <laughs> no dude. It's because Rob Williams was, Rob in Williams good was blowing it yeah. out, man. Like, why did this not win best picture? Cause Titanic Some, came out this someone year. Someone needed to give him a hug and say, it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. Hey, hey, Greg Kinnear, you like apples? <laughs> How about them apples? <laughs> oh. uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're going to take a break. We're going to play the trailer for as good as it gets. We'll be back. Open his curtains for him so he can see God's beautiful work. And he'll know that even things like this happen for the best. Where do they teach you to talk like this in some Panama City sailor want a hump hump bar? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. He's a freak show. He's the worst person I ever met. Dr. Green, how can you diagnose someone as an obsessive compulsive disorder and then act as though I had some choice about barging him? <laughs> He's unneighborly. Have you, have, you, uh, have you seen my dog with a little little face? <laughs> Love that dog. Ungracious. You have no idea what your work means to me. How do you write women so well? I think of a man, and I take away reason and accountability. And antisocial. Melvin, wait! Definitely a package you don't want to open or touch. But he might find a reason to change. I love you. Pay me a compliment, Melvin. I need one. TriStar Pictures presents Jack Nicholson, Helen Hunt, Greg Kinnear, and Cuba Gooding Jr. You make me want to be a better man. That's maybe the best compliment of my life. As good as it gets. Well, maybe I overshot a little because I was aiming it just enough to keep you from walking out. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. That was the trailer for As Good As It Gets. So this originally wasn't supposed to be a comedy? No, it was supposed to be a comedy. I don't think it was supposed to be a love story. It wasn't supposed to be a romantic comedy. Just just, just a regular comedy about some some love. (laughs) I guess romantic comedy. Yeah, I don't don't know how. How did the love story not end up in this? I don't know. You were the one saying that. I was just. Oh no! That no from that from that thing that I read. Yeah, they were saying. Yeah, that's what the director said. Um, There was a was a a Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, uh, article. Yeah, that's what I was reading as well. And they even like James Brooks was even you know at the end he wasn't uh, Jack Nicholson wasn't supposed to kiss Helen Hunt and he just screamed out in the middle of the shoot. Kiss her. Yeah. Good God, kiss her, man, kiss her! So he does it twice? I could do better than that. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there was a kiss in there at all. No, he does it twice in the scene. Oh, yes. He's like, yeah, Is that him, like, that. telling James Brooke, I can do better than that? <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, yeah, it'd be funny. Know. I don't know. I guess if that was spontaneous, that does There's make it a little... There's going on, <clears throat> so that, that would have to be running multiple cameras. Oh, I'm sure they were. Fifty million dollars. They better be running two cameras. Outside of the exterior shots, I think everything was done in a set. I mean, all the apartments were sets. The hallway was a set. I mean, you could see the overhead lighting. Oh yeah, it totally looks like a fucking set. It looks like a sitcom at times. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. But you know, there are moments that do stand out, like uh, uh, Jack Nicholson's character's bathroom. Um, I really like the way how how that's just really bright white. Yeah. To, to, like he's very. 
he keeps it very clean. It's very sterile. He's got to wash his hands like three times. I and like throw the stacks in, so. of the books everywhere, and then over his bed, he's got like a whole twenty-four pack of water. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the how like his piano area. I like how that's lit. And yeah, I like Greg Kinnear's apartment. Well, I like his studio. His studio space I thought was was really cool. Yeah. I didn't. Now was that a backdrop or was that part actually shot out in the city? Yeah, was that an actual exterior of an apartment? It looked really good. It did look good. Yeah, you know, because when we were watching Die Hard, that looks. Oh, that's totally a, a fucking map. Yeah, painting. that looks. It's a backdrop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a matte painting. Yeah, but I did not notice that once. No, in this it looks really good. Clean. Yeah. All the camera stuff's very clean. The lighting gets a little flat sometimes. Like the the scene they showed it in the trailer when he's talking to the uh, the the maid when she's coming to see if if he'll walk the dog. Uh, it, that's so so flat right there. Like just a lot of the scenes just seem like they were just done really quickly. Multi camera. Yeah, I can see yeah. the sitcom. But some of it lands really nice. It's really pretty. Like the scene where he's like drawing her in the bathtub. That that scene's lit beautifully. That is good. That really unmotivated, like well, uh, top light. I, I like all the, the night. I, all the night stuff is good because even even the restaurant uh, with the candlelit dinners. I mean, oh, it's yeah. nothing crazy, crazy, but that does it doesn't look like a sitcom. It looks like film. Yeah, there's actually depth there. It's it's, ni- it's nicely lit. I like that stuff, but I do I do get what you're saying. Like sometimes the a lot of the daytime exteriors look very almost Seinfeld. Yeah, a little bit better, but yeah. Oh, uh, James L. Brooks, he got started with, like, what, Mary Tyler Moore? Yeah, he's got a TV right? background. I mean, you know, even today. So, yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but animation aside, I mean, that, that's different. But, like, yeah, he got started in those old those old TV shows in the, the 50s and 60s. So maybe he's car- he's carrying over the quick coverage, you know, and more, 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 uh, and more worried about the performances than he is. About the shots, but I don't know, man. Some of the shots in this are good. Yeah, I, I love like the exterior stuff with Jack Nicholson um, sidestepping to the restaurant. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and like the stuff with the the dog outside of the restaurant when he when he brings it in there for the first time. Oh, and the, and the kids, kids are, are out playing. Yeah, yeah dude. He's that like, stuff he, she's like, you're not worried about someone taking him. He's like, well, I am. I, I, I was, but I am now. Damn it! I'm gonna sit right here. Oh. I see, yeah, I super loved everyone. Uh, there's this thing where he talks about how you know the dog would come to him because he carries bacon in his pocket, and I, I which think, is awesome. Yeah, I, I think that later, upon watching it again, when she goes to open up his refrigerator, and when she opens his refrigerator, it looks like he has like twelve packs of bacon in there. He did seem like he liked bacon. That man eats bacon. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what he ordered at the at the restaurant? He ordered like uh, was was this, some eggs and like th- six strips of bacon. Yeah. And they need to be lined up. Uh, what, what was in the dog bowl? Uh, it was like bacon and something else. What was in the middle of it that he fed him? Was it just raw ground beef? <laughs> Is that what it was? Because <laughs> that's what it kind of looked like. I don't know. It was something pink, and I was yeah. like, I couldn't tell what it was. I always thought it was just raw meat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought he just put like, yeah. But the bacon was cooked, though, on the outside. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. He's well, giving you know, the dog exactly what from, the dog From the refrigerator, wants. he pulls this like bacon caddy. It's this thing I've never seen. It's it's like a wire like uh, teepee kind of thing, and it had bacon all draped over it. So I guess you like it's a bacon draining rack. Was that leftover stuff? He was, he was uh, yeah. I think it was just leftover food. 
from breakfast. It, that, that that bacon rack looked like it's bacon that you cooked at your house, and then you you let you leave it on this bacon rack. But, well, hold up, though. There's that there's that moment where he he tells Helen Hunt though that he he wants to save it, and she does act surprised, like he's never done that before. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's making bacon in the afternoon. I'm telling you, this dude's like rocking bacon constantly. Because, well, you know, she's like, you know, with this with this diet, you're gonna kill yourself. Oh yeah, that's right. She does have that line. Like, yeah, you're right. He's like, fuck it, I eat bacon every day. <laughs> I'm like a bacon sandwich, guys. Mm. Shut up, I'm hungry. <laughs> a BLT. Hold the lettuce and tomato. Bacon, extra bacon. <laughs> a little bit of mayo. Some bread. Just one slice. <laughs> Uh, I did like Hans Zimmer's uh, score in this. I thought that was one time. No, it's really good. It's kind of playful and you know, but romantic. It's good, man. You were uh, reminded me a lot of that Amelie score. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, oh my god, man. Maybe uh, the Amelie score is not as good as I thought it was or as original. (laughs) This came out way before. It's like, wow. All right. See the inspirations here. I mean, Hans Hans Zimmer is. Man, he, he's he's got a very good body of work. Done everything from those big action movies to the Disney films to just little movies like this. Everything John Williams turned down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. I think that was uh, that was Jerry Goldsmith's career. <laughs> <laughs> what other franchise can I get? <laughs> oh man. Jerry Goldsmith was knocking it out of the park there, though, in the fucking 80s and 90s, yeah, man. man. Fuck, and in the 70s. He was fucking on fire, bro. Damn. Oh. Who did Goonies? Uh, Was that Goldsmith? I think it was. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was Goldsmith. In Star Trek. Uh, yeah, he did Star Trek. Yes. He did Total Recall as well. I always loved that. Mm. Man, so many good scores. Gremlins? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's classic. Chinatown, that's another good one. We're going to have that coming up soon. Oh. Are, are we for sure doing that this month? I thought so, yeah. This is Jack Nicholson month. We didn't even talk about it. Oh, shit. Yeah, we haven't. Oh, my God. Man. <laughs> it's here Fucking... at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Jack Nicholson month. <laughs> <laughs> so, the yeah. Goonies motion picture soundtrack was Joseph Williams and Dave Gerson. Joseph Williams. Joey Williams. I don't know him. Uh, is that John's uh, John's brother or cousin or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's his like ghostwriter name. <laughs> yeah, get Joey. Yeah, he, he's he's good. He's cheaper, you know. He's got some shit that he's already written. Just kind of like comes in and throws it in. John Williams is busy, and yes, John Williams. I refer to myself in third person. <laughs> John Williams approves of this message. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who he is. Hmm. Yeah, he did a good score. There's some good stuff in that. And Goonies, yeah. You watched this recently? Yeah, yeah, I did. When they go down into the to the pirate ship and all that, all the little chimey kind of, there's some good stuff going on in there, guys. We should do that movie one day. Really? We we have not done that. It has been one we've we've stayed away from. Why? It's a fun one. Yeah. I don't really know what to say about it, man. Other than yeah, if it's we could get through this a... podcast, we could get through that one. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what to say about this other than it's it's really it's good. good. It's great. Good story. There's definite arcs. Like, all the characters are really strong. You love every character. I'm in love with Helen Hunt. Oh, God. I do think there may be a little bit of a a pacing issue in the middle. Right before they go on the car trip. Um, Or no, it's not uh, before. It's right after they get back from the car trip. It seems like there's a... I don't know. Like There's a part that moves like a little too slow, and then it feels like it kind of wraps up a little fast at the end. 
at the same time. I don't know. It, it, no, 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 I didn't feel it. You mm. didn't feel it? No, man, I thought the movie moved pretty well. Yeah, no, I, I feel really, really good about it un, until that moment. And I don't really know what's off, though. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know how to say this without sounding weird. Um, Just do it. <clears throat> you kind of feel like you want the, the climax to happen either right after the road trip or on the road trip, but you have that little bit of time so that it can be the romantic comedy and he can't have the girl, but then he gets the girl. It's like a decompress before the, you know, wrap up. I think maybe I would have I mean, probably liked it if it, it just ended like at the restaurant. You totally know it's about, you know, when you see him like show up at her door, you know, he's like running to get up to her door and when he leaves that the Greg Kinnear scene where he like tells him to go off. Yeah. You know that's that's going to be the wrap up. So there, you're right. There's that little lull down moment where the friend has to come in and slap him and be like, dude, what are you thinking? Get over there and get her. I also do. Th- I thought it was a little weird that he let Simon move in to his apartment so quick. I w- it's a calculated move. Yeah. He's playing chess, bro. It, it. I. I just. I wish that there was like maybe another scene when he goes over to Greg Kinnear's house. Or to his apartment, you know. There's that one scene where he comes over and brings him like soup or something, and that's such a good scene. You some Chinese soup. <laughs> it's so funny and awkward. They just sit there. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you know. There's this thing. It's, oh, okay, yeah. I'm frustrated. Bye. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, all right. What what the fuck are we talking about, man? <laughs> What's going on? All right. I, I I almost wanted another one of those. Yeah. You know, just give me like one more before we go on the road trip, and because they. they they kind of have that fight, and I, where he he confronts her, he confronts uh, Greg Kinnear's character Simon about the about sleeping with Helen Hunt, and it just seems like they don't ever repair their friendship before he they're moving in together. You know what I mean? I don't know. It it it, it didn't bother me the first time watching it, but just the second time I was going through and just you know taking notes and everything, and I'm like yeah, that is kind of weird how that happened so quick, but. That's I think my, his character only just thing. does things, you know? He just works off of a whim, you know? You know, like kind of OCD-ish. Yeah. Well, you know, when she's like, why would you... When, when, he, when he says... That's the exact opposite of working off a whim, though. <sighs> kind of. Like, like you're well, just, he even you're says to his psychiatrist, you say I have OCD... Uh, uh, Obsessive, uh, yeah. Compulsive disorder, and you say I can't barge into your office... Yeah, but I mean, everything in his life is perfectly ordered. Well, but, but what I'm saying is like, so she, uh, when he says that random weird shit to her uh, at the restaurant, when she's like, give me a compliment. And he's like, well, you know, I just, you know, maybe you could sleep with Simon. And she's like, why would you say that? And he's like, well, I, I, uh, it's just, it's just the fucking first thing that came <laughs> to his head. That's just what he said. You know, like he just, he just does it. So like, it's like true. him making that decision to let him move in, you know, he knows that's going to get him back with her you know it's, it's going to lean toward her good graces it's just something that it's just the right move to make so he just he just made the move yeah i took that he was just trying to see i'm a nice guy and simon just takes that he says stuff and you just have to dismiss what he says in that scene in that scene did you guys notice the painting in the back of the mom naked with the fucking tower head leaning over a young boy because, like, remember Simon tells a story about how he started painting wait, 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 and his mom on. would be naked and his dad caught him? Yeah, I remember that. Where was that painting? So in the, in the, in the, in his bedroom at fucking, um, at 
Jack Nicholson's house, yeah. there's a painting and it's over Jack's shoulder the whole time. They keep framing it and it's it's a naked like mother, like giant titties, like with 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 the fucking towel, like oh she's in a bath God. like she's in a bathroom like over a young boy. No way. I swear to God. Oh, I'm just like, oh, like it's, it's like so I miss he, that. It's like he painted this thing from his memory. Dude, I've, I've probably seen Insane. this movie about 15 times. I've never seen that ever. Oh, I gotta, I gotta go gotta back see and look that. Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> and, and, but Jack even like looks over at it for a second, and then kind of like he doesn't like you know, they never they never bring it up. That that is a weird his his backstory. The Simon character so crazy. It, it's weird. Are they trying to say that's what made him gay? Or is, is, did it seem that to you? It no, he like said the, he was gay before that. He's like he's like he's like, my, he's like my dad knew before I did or whatever. Well, yeah, he even said his mom knew before. Yeah, before yeah. him. And that's why it's she was okay. Odd, with it. It's such an odd, you know. Yeah, that is weird for your mom so, to get naked in front of you. Yeah, and paint it like I don't know. It would almost made sense if it was like uh, I don't know another another like guy friend he had at school, and his dad caught him, you know. And yeah. then it's like oh, okay, you know that Just confirms that, that re- for me for my my son's homosexual, right? And, but and that it, relationship then, with the mom is so awkward. It is awkward. Yeah, because it comes across like. I mean, I understand it's supposed to be innocent, and it's like, you know, it's art. You know, be open-minded. Don't be a fucking, you know, butthole, but it's also... Still don't want to see my mom naked, bro. I know. It's still kind of creepy. I don't want to see my mom or dad naked. I don't want to think about them. You know, I mean, I'm glad they, you know, did stuff because I'm here, you know, because of that, (laughs) but... Yeah, man, they only did, had to do that once, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just only that one time, and it was just to make me, and, and that's all it was about, you know? My brother, they, the stork brought that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is It is a weird, uh, it's a weird backstory. Dude, big time. I don't know, but that, I do like it, though, because it, it does make things a little bit more, it makes it more complicated where you can see how it's awkward for the, the father figure so it it doesn't make him just a complete asshole, like he's still an ass, but you you kind of understand it. It's giving it more depth and a little bit more of a gray area instead of being just black and white, you know. Because they could have made it just like his father doesn't accept him just because he's gay, right? And then it's like, well, that's just kind of an asshole. And it's like, well, you paint your mom naked without dad knowing about <laughs> it, and dad walks in. That's kind of weird. That's why the mom's being all weird about it, you know? They're trying to hide it. Like, yeah, why would she not tell that's him? So like, fucking that's, weird, man. Yeah. That's a mistake on the mom's part right there. Some Ooh. child abuse going on here. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Saying, there, there's, 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 some, there's some awkward weirdness going on Don't there. put your child in, uh, hey, would you like to paint me naked? Uh, sure, mom? <laughs> Is this a trick question? I don't know. Uh, Sentence should not go together. Sentence should not go together. <laughs> Alarm, alarm. Uh, it is a little weird. Uh, I got it right here. This is it right here. Did you find the painting? No, I, I just pulled up the movie. So if you're gonna if you're gonna bring it up, it's at uh two hours and eighteen at it's at twenty twenty minute twenty one minutes from the end of the film. Alright, it's right here. See it over his shoulder right there. Holy shit. Hold on. So if you re- if you rewind it back a little bit, you, there's a there's a wider shot where you can see it and describe it a little bit. There it is right there in the background out of focus. It's it's very nice. It's very uh. It's it's a mom Virgin Mary esque. Yeah, well, she, she she's got like a towel in her head, like she's just gotten out of the bath, out of the shower. She's completely naked and leaning something, leaning over. Hold on, that's wow. it right there. Oh, paused it right there. You see it? That is uh, that's priceless. Yeah, that's great. It's just it, this is there. I'm so glad you noticed that. <laughs> well, if there's titties in the frame, I'm gonna see it. <laughs> <laughs> Even if there, 
No, no oil paintings in the background. <laughs> it's really weird, y'all. Oh man, that's a uh, that's a com- uh, I'm gonna do a screenshot kid. and let you uh, you know put that in the liner notes. <laughs> comedic stroke of genius, right there. Yep. All right, we at ratings here, guys. I think we are. All right, let's go around the room. What are we rating? As good as it gets. Anyone? Anyone? I don't want to go first. I don't either. I want to think about this for a second. All right, I'm gonna, guys. I'm gonna give this movie a nine. I would give it a ten. Uh, the only reason is that like one little pacing issue, and I don't like how Jack Nicholson and Greg Kinnear kind of their characters seem like they really make up really quick. But man, outside of everything else, maybe like there's moments where the lighting's a little soap opera esque mm-hmm. or you know sitcom esque, and there's some moments where the movie does get a. L- it almost gets to the point where it's a little too cheesy, but it always pulls back the brakes or does something funny and turns it into an awkward moment. So right. I, I love that. It's one of the charms of this film. So, yeah, it's just a really fun, good, well-made yeah. movie, man. Like, fuck yeah, was, me, well-made. I'd go 9.5. I don't really want to elaborate on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's nothing more than... than I mean, it's as good as it gets. I mean, come on. I mean, yeah. It's it, it's not... It's almost as good as it gets. Could be a 10. But yeah, I'm going to say this one's a 9 as well. It's a great movie. Good dialogue. It's really fun. Great scenes. Yeah, it's it's one of those movies when you're done, you're like, wow, I'm really satisfied. Yeah. And, it's, and, and we said this off, off mic, but coming off of like Star Wars month and... <laughs> Refreshing. All the big budget movies we've watched lately... Like it's really kind of nice to just see a little character study and or a little character movie that, and you understand why the characters are doing all the motivations are there and yeah that's yeah. that is nice fleshed out arcs yeah like Empire Strikes Back <laughs> oh God no more Star Wars <laughs> never ends Jared I know all right all right damn good movie y'all damn good movie y'all y'all there we go that's a quote. Put it on the poster. Let's resell this. What if this is as good as it gets? Oh, they do say the title of the movie. The that's a good. That's a good scene, though, You know, the therapist kicks him out, and he walks in. There's a bunch of people nervously waiting to go in and share their feelings. It's good. Oh, Hans Zimmer came up with that title. Really? Yeah, based off that scene, he's like, hey, "You should make that the fucking title." Oh, really? Yeah. It, it went the other way. I like that. I really like that scene, and I also like the scene where he kisses her, but, like, you know, they're, they're walking on the street, and then, like, he kind of, like, there's a curve on the curb, and he kind of walks the curb, and oh. she looks at him, and she's like, what the fuck are you... She's like, look, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and um, Right at the end of the movie, too. Yeah, she's like, fuck, man. I can't deal with this shit. <laughs> and, uh, but, like, he, 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 gets, he gets the balls up, and he kind of walks over, and then uh, she's standing... In, on all the cracks, on all the cracks and bricks and stuff like that, and he goes over and he kisses her and stuff, and then he just like well, takes first a step. He, he gives her that whole speech. Yeah, of, he gives her the speech. Um, how he thinks she's the best, and and then he kisses her, and then she's all like, mm, "I kind of hurt my lips," and he's like, oh, "I can do better than that," and he goes in for the. I haven't kissed anyone in thirty four years. <laughs> <laughs> I write women by thinking of a man, and I take away reason and accountability. <laughs> What an asshole! Oh, and he writes romance fiction. It makes me wonder if, if, if like she's ever like you know she's gonna be sitting around and she's like, so you're a writer, huh? And she starts like reading all of his shit, and she's like, no wonder you can tell me all these really great things, you know? 
Well, we know this didn't last. You don't think so? Nah, they were a couple weeks later. <laughs> wow, man, She's that's like, rough. This isn't gonna work. I can't just make you breakfast every day. He says something incredibly racist to like a bus driver or something because <laughs> he's running public transportation for the first time. <laughs> I mean, hell, dude, he's like talking shit about the the white uh, servers in the restaurant. He's like, I don't want you white ladies cleaning my dishes. It's like, <laughs> damn, bro, <laughs> holy shit! Ugh. All right, that that it for us. That's it. <laughs> That's it for us, guys. You've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. You want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the Movie Crew. Crew spelled C-R-E-W-E. Extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Give us a five-star rating and review. iTunes, Stitcher, all that awesome stuff. Benson, back of the audience, follow you, good man. At J. Edward Benson on Twitter, I guess. I really do much. It's kind of a pointless part of the podcast. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe for you. And Jared, where could the audience follow you, good man? You can find me on Twitter at Jared B. Callen, on Instagram at Check the Gate. And Brian, did you know that this is the only podcast covering as good as it gets on iTunes? What? For I, real? I, I looked. I was like, how many people have done a podcast over this movie? We're the only ones. Wow. Look I at saw that. a couple on YouTube. Really? Because I couldn't find shit on YouTube. There's one they're guy on YouTube. Very, they're not very good. Yeah, there's Cut one guy on YouTube's like, this is my very first podcast ever, you know, uh, I'm going to talk about this movie. Yeah, I found a couple. Yeah. If you type in, as good as it gets, review. Okay. Well, we're the first, like, po- audio podcast. Oh, hold on. I'm trying to figure out what we should play from the soundtrack here. Um, Do that one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> All right, so we're going to be closing out the show tonight with track number one from the As Good As It Gets soundtrack titled <gasps> As Good As It Gets from composer Hans Zimmer. It, it was nominated for an Oscar, by the way. Everything in this movie was nominated for an Oscar. That's true. Just about. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy.